0: Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be
1: able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening.
0: The one thing we both have in common is... Muddy
1: muddy boots. boots.
0: We are all well aware that the cost of living in Australia is rising, and unfortunately it doesn't show any sign of falling in the immediate future. For that reason, most of us are looking for ways to curb our spending Gardening isn't an expensive hobby, but at times it can be. So today, Keith and I are going to discuss some innovative ways to keep our gardening costs low and our money in our pockets. Now, Keith, undoubtedly the best thing we can do to save money is to grow our own fruit and vegetables. Am I right?
1: Absolutely, you're right. Yes.
0: Okay, so for anyone wanting to start a vegetable garden, there is some outlay in setting it up, but once in place, it is a fabulous way to save money in the long run.
1: Yeah, so... Growing grain from seed is not difficult. All you need to do is is just follow a few simple steps. So a packet of seeds, for instance, say if you want you wanted to grow um, carrots, for instance, a packet of seeds will give you more carrots than you, you'll eat, ever eat in 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 a couple of sittings it might cost you up. You know, two, two, three dollars for know, you know for, know for all that.
0: But before you even get to the seeds, what about if we're starting a veggie garden? How do we? We always start. We always start our conversations with this subject just about. And I'm going to do it again. For our fruits and vegetables to thrive, the soil has to be healthy. How can we create nutrient rich soil on a budget? Um, like making our own compost, our yeah. own fertilizer, worm farms, malt, You know, all that all sort that of sort
1: stuff. All that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've, you've got to you've got to put in the hard. Hard yards hard. to start with, so if you, I, I can't, I can't create enough compost in my backyard to feed my plants. So I've got to find other ways of doing that.
0: But it's a good start to it's make a good, your own it is compost a good start. as well. Absolutely. It?
1: But if if you, if you can't do it, then go for a worm farm. That's a, probably the, one of the best ways that you're going to get a quality fertilizer that's going to add to your soil. than um, you know, looking at it from a a compost form, or do both. Do both, but. Something you can do to, in order to get enough compost is to have a relationship with your local greengrocer, because yeah. he's got all the offcuts of vegetables and everything else. So if you go over there and, and get a you know a couple of bags of of his throwouts rather mm. than going to landfill, they can go into your compost bed. So there's a great way That's of starting off. Yep. Um, so as long as you follow that carbon to nitrogen rule for compost, that is you know. 3 parts nitrogen 3 parts green stuff to 1 part dry stuff such as which is your carbon you you'll have good um, you know compost. healthy compost Comp- but another another great source of that is actually to go for a drive in the country, past where they've got farms with horses,
0: and there are lots of there's, there's lots of poo on of the side. Of, yeah, bags no, and bags. Fifty bag cents
1: of... a bag or two dollars a bag. It's at least it's it's organic, and by the time it's rotted through in your compost, even if there are any nasties in it from what the horses have been fed, they'll they'll you know dissipated by that particular stage. Mm. You go to chook farms. For instance, they're always happy to, you know, give you some stuff they have pulled out from their chook, chook sheds. Yep, yep. Um, you know, so there's there's lots of lots of ways that you can start off having a good soil and doing it cheaply by just thinking outside the square. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we we get I get my compost from Clyde Compost because it's easy for me to do that. You know, I know, and, I know. and that's great. But if you if you really working on a budget, you can yep. still achieve good growing conditions by sourcing those sorts of things
0: exactly you know? exactly and there's plenty to, depending on where you live obviously there is plenty of horse poo on the side of the road i've seen so much of it lately so go grab that and add it to your compost with yeah. all your other bits and pieces now uh, going back to the seeds then we'll, let's stick with these vegetable gardening so we've, we've got our soil all set mm-hmm. up and we've done that on a you know done that quite well on a budget yeah. we need to then source those seeds how do we source the seeds
1: um, there's well there 's lots and lots of seed companies around um, and probably the cheapest seed company at the moment is one called the seed collection and all you do is get online make an order and 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 pay for it with a credit card, and they post it out to you so they arrive in little little packets and then you sit yeah so you know it 's easy and if and if you if you do order more than, than you 're going to use. As long as you store them in, a, in an airtight container and put them in the fridge at four degrees Celsius, you'll be using those seeds for years and years and years and years. Mm. So it is so economical.
0: And seed swapping is becoming very popular, isn't it? So yeah. you, could, you could do that if there you've got is. too many, swap with something else that you would like.
1: Exactly. So there's, there's lots of places to do it. And in actual fact, at our local library, there is a, a seed swap Mm. there, or a, and a seed bank, you know, so people yeah. are, are saving, collecting heirloom varieties of seeds, packaging them up, and putting for everyone to sort of go down and enjoy just from the local library. So have a look at, you know, those sorts of resources out there as well. Online as well, yeah. I'm sure.
0: You could do some seeds, But e-
1: even if you don't do seeds, you know, you can always buy seedlings. Mm. Um, you know, you, a, a punnet of seedlings is going to cost you 4 or $5, but there's going to be plenty in that, and it's yeah. going to be incredibly cheap. Yes.
0: Now, what about saving seeds from the vegetables you've grown? I I know that's a good money-saving technique, but not all seeds are viable, are they? No,
1: they're not. So you need to be... The best way to do it is actually to sow your own seeds, but make sure they're heirloom varieties to start with so that they're open-pollinated, and and let that, let maybe one or two of those plants that you've sown, such as a carrot, go all the way through to producing a seed head, and then collecting the seeds from that, and then you you're off and going. You know you're, you're racing away with that, yep. and you do the same thing with with beetroot. You can leave a couple of beetroot plants in there to to, to go all the way through to to uh, producing the seed heads, get mm-hmm. them po- pollinated by the bees and the and the butterflies, and bang, you know you're up, you're off and going. Yeah. Yep. So nice. there's lots of ways of doing it. It's, it's harvesting them and it's packaging them, making sure they're dry, and then putting them in the fridge. Yes. Not the freezer, the yes. fridge.
0: Okay. Now, when it comes to planting the seeds into their containers, mm-hmm. these can be made from various sources and or reused, can't they?
1: Absolutely. There's things Great like way of doing it.
0: egg cartons, paper pots, toilet paper rolls, juice bottles. And I know that you make some very good little, and you taught me how to make some good paper pots. Paper pots, yeah. From newspaper.
1: Yep which Work
0: fantastically, and that costs nothing because you probably what already costs got you little, those little things. Bit, a
1: little bit of potting mix and a, a, a bit of a newspaper, and that's it. That's your cost.
0: And the plant labels—they're easy to create from ice cream sticks or whatever. What, what, do you, we, well, what do you do? We
1: use ice cream. We use ice cream sticks, but we buy them already, you know, packaged from Bunnings, right? Um, in and the then, in the craft section. Okay. Um, and that you know, if you happen to leave them in the ground, they just rot away. You know, okay. not like the old plastic rubbish. It's compostable. Yep, absolutely. That's,
0: that's right. Um, when deciding what to plant, that's another thing. It's a good idea to choose the most productive vegetables, isn't it? Because things like tomatoes, zucchini, beans—you know—they they are—they are, they keep going, and you get so much for for your your buck yeah um what do you use i mean what what sort of plants do you put well, in it's, it's got to be season
1: seasonal you know yeah. it's got to be seasonal i mean you can't go growing tomatoes in the middle of winter because yes. they just won't grow that's right and that's and the same applies to you know things like the kir- bits, like the cucumbers and the and the zucchinis and the pumpkins and the melons they're all a hot soil so it, it pays to perhaps Talk to someone like yourself and maybe get a, 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 a so-what-when calendar. That's right, hey? what to plant when. What to plant when. And that sets print, you up then.
0: Excuse me? Print or tea towel. Thank you. To get that in. <laughs> so now, and obviously when you plant them at the right time, you should also, it's also a good idea to plant them at regular intervals, isn't it, rather than putting them all in at once. Yes. Why is that?
1: Well, because you're going to have a glut of something hitting you all in one hit. So I, I like to do it, and I, I always follow the moon calendar, so the, the right time to sow those seeds. So you'd sow a seed for this month. It can be sown you know, just during the moon calendar period for this month. Mm. And then next month, you would do another sowing during that moon calendar period again. Mm. And then the following month, another hit of the same vegetables. The only one that you can 't do that with really is is something like um, tomatoes or the or the hot you know, cucumbers and zucchinis and things because they they require a particular soil temperature mm. in order to get them to go and grow properly but um, and Brussels sprouts is another one mm-hmm. Brussels sprouts have got to be planted into the soil in February, yeah. Um, not in winter because they'll never produce it. They've got to have the heat in order to grow and then they've got to have the cold in order to produce the the actual, you know, vegetables.
0: And what are the most productive vegetables as far as you're concerned? Tomatoes obviously are on top of that list.
1: Yep i would i would always go for for instance for broccoli i always go for a sprouting type broccoli one that produces a central head that once you've removed that head it will then have sprouting bits coming up all the way around it so you can, you've got you've got multiple harvests mm. you're not just going in there and cutting one plant down and throwing throwing it into the compost yeah you've got lots and lots more coming up all the time yeah so that's a, that's another great one um you learn, you learn all the time, and I'm, I'm still learning. Um, I spoke with market gardener who produces all the, the vegetables for the Kongwak market, Mick, and uh, we got talking about cauliflowers, and I said, like, you know, I don't like the big ones, so I always grow mini caulies. And he said, well, that's silly. He said, all you need to do is grow the big ones but plant them closer together. So rather than growing the big collie, cauliflowers at 60 centimetres, grow them at 30 centimetres. Yeah. And that will just then give you a small head. Ah, so that's a, that was another great little yeah. tip. But the thing about a cauliflower is is that you're only getting one harvest. You're not going to get you know, it sprouting Multiple. off and shooting again. Yeah. But if you're going to do it that way, you can always grow them closer together, providing you've got good soil.
0: Because I was going to say, you've got to make sure they're, they're spaced properly apart. Yeah. But no, maybe not. Maybe no. squash them in a little bit well, more. Well, these are
1: just little, little tricks that you learn all the way.
0: And swapping and sharing fruit and vegetables with other growers is another great way to save money yep.
1: and reduce any waste. So if you've got too much, obviously you, you swap. You swap it, yeah. Yes. We don't have that situation because we've got uh, children and grandchildren. And friends, <laughs> like <laughs> us. friends.
0: <laughs> but by doing this, if you do do that, you'll have access to more varieties and then you can grow, you know, then you can grow on your own. So there are you know, gardening clubs, community gardens, neighbouring gardeners yes. like you and I, even yep. though I'm not great. I just take all your... Vegetables. Um, okay, so these are all great money-saving ideas for the vegetable garden. You got any more? Well, there is. There's on. lots
1: of other ones. I mean, for instance, you can, you can grow from cutting so many different things. You know, so if, if you've got a friend that's got um, a, a, a blueberry, you can do take cuttings of the blueberry plants. Mm. And just about any plant, you know, you can you can take a cutting on. Oh, yeah. Plant division, for instance, is another great way of ensuring that you've got, you know, adequate... Um... We're still on the veggies? Yeah, still on the veggies. Ah, okay. Um, purchase... Purchase wisely, for instance. If you're going to, going to have a series of, of fruit trees, don't go down to the big green warehouse and pay exorbitant money for a, a fruit tree. Think about people like um, Shepherd's Nursery. Um, and Because he grows the, the fruit trees out in the paddocks. He harvests them during the winter time, so they're all bare-rooted. Mm. So you're getting a decent-sized plant that will possibly give you fruit the following season fantastic um, you know and you pick yep. those up really really cheaply yeah yep. bare rooted stock it's a yep. great way of buying it yeah um, you know it's just cheap and great. cheap and
0: cheerful yep. okay now I've spent quite a lot of money on plants in the past so I'd love to pick up some money ta- saving tips from you in general not just about the vegetable garden but the garden in general so what have you got for us as far as things like you know when you said don't go to Bunnings necessarily, mm-hmm. or the big green warehouse, I mm-hmm. should say, but buying plants in in small containers because then you're saving money in that regard. So those hundred mil tubes, yep. um, like things like ornamental grasses. Yep. You know what sort of thing would you suggest? We can buy small. You can plant them on mass, so then they're covering a good yeah. area of the garden. Well,
1: just, just take just take you know an ornamental grass. as You've said there, if you bought one one of those particular plants. And put it in. The, put it in the ground where you want it. You want it to go. You only need one to start off with because mm. the following season you can dig that plant up when it's dormant and divide it. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that you've got four or five or six, and then you, you spread, spread it out and, and do it that way. And then if you've got some of those, you might speak to a, a you know a neighbor or someone else and say, "Listen, I've got this. I wouldn't mind some of that of yours." That's exactly right. You know, right. so you can always use that that and create it that way.
0: Yeah, division is a great idea. Yeah. Yep, yep.
1: Um, there's, and there's lots of other great places that you can get plants and other things really, really cheaply on a budget. So How do we about, find them? Right, well, think about garage sales. Yes. You know, garage sale, you walk into a garage sale and they're going to have things that they no longer consider of any use to them. And sometimes there might be a whole heap of gardening tools like spades and rakes and all that sort of stuff. That's a great way of picking up a quality tool that someone else has already spent, you know, spent a lot of money on cheaply. Um, there's other great places, resources like transfer stations. Most of our um, um, our council transfer stations have got um, s- places set up there where you can pick up tools, you can pick up pots, you can pick up fertilizer. Even if they have plants. Yep. Um, you know vessels for holding water, containing water. Um, and you go to second-hand markets.
0: Yeah, I was going to say farmer's markets, yeah, school fates. Yeah, farmer's baits, markets are great. They're all good. Face, um, Facebook, Facebook Marketplace is yes. very good as well.
1: Absolutely. So, and then for, for a that, constant, constant uh, source of, of fertilisers, both liquid and, um, you know, yes. composted, worm farms.
0: Yeah, uh, They're
1: cheap. And really, really effective. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, always make sure to pick the right plants for your climate so you're not picking something that's going to die as well and then you're wasting your money, aren't you? Exactly. That's very important.
1: And as we as we all age, we all like to sort of think that we, we don't like to get down on our hands and knees to garden anymore. So raised beds are becoming so popular mm. and there are lots of cheap options for ra- having raised beds. There's old bathtubs, for instance, you know, you can use for raised bed. Uh, even getting old timber you know, and using mm. it, with, um, you know, with some stakes around it. Yes. Or another great way of, of, of creating a, a cheap garden bed that is going to create its own compost is using bales of straw hay. Right. So you can make up a, a square bed, fill it with compost in the middle, water it, and that makes a good cheap bed. And you use just wooden stakes to hold those bales in place.
0: That's an interesting And idea. you can make
1: any length you want. Mm. It's just like playing with Lego.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so, does that that straw bale break down?
1: It's, it all um, starts to, to rot away and as it's it gets yeah. moisture on it, and the the um, compost material that's sitting next to it mm. then creates more. Your bed gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. But it, it, it's a great way for if you've got a, a very very dry spot, or if you've got no re, no no garden bed area to do it, you've got a lump of concrete or a lump of paving. You can make a raised bed. Pop it on there. On there. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness, that's, so that's a, good a great idea. way of doing it. Now, other plants that are good to think of uh, when we're saving money are succulents. They're colourful, they're tough, they're easy, very easy to propagate. So you can just grow that family, you know, over and over again. It really just gets bigger and bigger. So
1: how how many of these money plants did you start off with? One. And how many have you got here on the table? I've
0: got about <laughs> ten, and I and I keep giving them giving away, away because I've got too many. Yeah. So, so that's a... exactly that's a fantastic one it's to a,
1: and it's a great present, cheap yes. present, isn't it?
0: And we all love those things. They're so cute. I love them with their little circular leaves. Uh, um, gardeners often have it. I was going to say you've found things on the nature strip before yes. when you're on your walk. So that's a great place to look every time you're walking. Is you'll find bricks, you'll find plants, you'll find all sorts of things.
1: Beautiful. I picked up a whole range of terracotta pots one day. That's straight right they were a fabulous um, addition to the to the garden, and they were cheap.
0: Exactly, they were nothing, zero, zero. It's not hard to spend money on gardening tools, but I know you mentioned that briefly a minute ago, but buying quality tools is a great investment as they will last for ages Mm -hmm. as long as we look after them well. Now, what should we be doing? How do we look after our gardening tools once we've
1: bought them? Well, we don't leave them outside. Yes. We put them in the shed. Yes. And if you've got any wooden handles, then you would put some linseed oil on them on a regular basis. And the best time to do that is sometimes during winter, You know, when your tools are going to be sitting in the shed for long periods, a little bit of go down to the big green warehouse and buy yourself a a bottle of of, uh, linseed oil and a rag... And let it soak into that, into that, and that'll preserve it. And you can actually even use that linseed oil over the the metal heads of your tools because that'll stop them from rusting. Great, yeah, and that's, that's a great important. way of doing it as well.
0: Because we do have to clean them. You you do. Know, we do. have to give them a bit of a wash after using them, especially when you're cutting certain things like your four beers.
1: Yeah, they need to be washed. Did, yeah. so, so then you need to oil a little them. bit of a little bit of um, soapy water, and then a little bit of um, methylated spirits over that will we'll, you know preserve it up beautifully, and a regular spray with a, a nice. Lubricant like WD forty is mm. a fabulous mm. tool for you know if you're going to be spraying springs or metal cutting implements WD forty it's yes. a great little great little spray it that'll preserve your tools
0: fantastic for all sorts of things WD forty have you ever considered having chickens
1: yes and no we did and well, then you we did didn't. have them no we didn't no well, you thought about we, it we thought about it and the only way I'd do it would be having a chicken tractor one I could move around the garden oh um, what do you mean. Well, so it's, it's, called a, it's called a chicken tract because you can actually move it. Right. So it's got a set of wheels at one end and, um, and a handle at the other, and you lift it and pull it around and move it. Yeah. But I, 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 we just don't have the space. No. We physically don't have the space no. at our place for chickens. No.
0: But for, for those people who do, they keep the grass short, they'll eat any scraps, yep. uh, and then you Make, get eggs, of course. And compost. And compost. and fer- I was going to say fertiliser, <laughs> compost, that's right. So if, for those who've got a bit of land... They're a great idea.
1: Well, not even a bit of land. I mean, my, my middle boy's just—he's got two iso-brown chooks in a in a small, you know, coop, um, and he lets his chooks out last hour before dusk. Oh, does he? So they come out, do their thing, and then they go back inside. Because if you let let a chook into a, a vegetable patch, you won't have a vegetable patch when you come back. <laughs> so all your hard work's gone. Oh God. <laughs>
0: Now the costs of pest and weed sprays can add up very quickly. Now yeah. I've seen so many recipes for ha- for homemade sprays, with things like you know bicarb soda, soap, milk, uh, all that sort of thing. But I always mm-hmm. wonder if any of them really work. Do you've got any great recipes that you would recommend? Um, I think
1: we've done it. Done on Instagram on on all this before. We so have, but post, we need to refresh. A pet podcast post, yeah. So there's lots of things you can actually use. I mean, one of the biggest things that's happening right now in gardens is is um, powdery mildew that's coming on. Um, On all your brassicas, not your brassicas, your your kirkabits, your zucchinis and your cucumbers and these sorts of things. So using some uh, full cream milk um, and on a hot day, a sunny day, not a hot day, but just the sunny day, um, mix it with a bit of water and just go and spray that over the leaves and that will act as a, a mild antiseptic. Uh, and it'll kill that powdery mildew.
0: Half milk, half water, or half just...
1: milk, half water is fine. Right, right. Yeah, okay. but it's got to be full cream milk. Full cream, not your rev or your light, <laughs> no fat, no fun milk.
0: No, what about um, coconut milk or <laughs> no?
1: That, None no, of that works. Okay, full milk, full cream milk. Yep.
0: Okay, so that no other no other uh, homemade recipes that you can think of immediately. Oh, look,
1: there are. I mean, if you've got work? problem like scale, you can actually make your own um, oil. You know, like a like a, a winter oil or a summer oil using olive oil and a little bit of dishwashing detergent, mix those together okay. uh, and you can spray those over if you've got problems like uh, aphids mm. or a scale. Mm-hmm. That's another great cheap way of doing it as okay. well.
0: Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Now, buying materials for trellises or for edging, building paths, that sort of thing can be quite expensive. Mm -hmm. So it's a good idea to look out for materials that can be reused. Things like old bricks, which are useful for path building and edging, and scrap wood or metal, that can be used to build trellises. Mm -hmm. And that sort of thing, again, you can find it all over the place.
1: Exactly, And it's also sometimes very opportune to, if you've got a new house going, being built not far from you or, Mm. you or you see one on the way home... Um, one of the greatest materials that's on those sites is actually concrete reinforcing mesh.
0: Yes, we love
1: that. Um, you know, if you go and speak to the the, the concrete and say, "Listen, if, if, if there's any of this left, left over, over right. uh, can I, you know, give you a couple of bucks for it, or can I have it?" Generally, they'll say, "You take it, mate, because uh, it'll only go to the tip." Because um, it's and that quite is
0: expensive a... stuff. If you want to go and buy it at the big green warehouse, no, it's, it's expensive. not really. Well, I found it for ninety five dollars or something.
1: Um, I can get a. 2.4 metre by six metre length of concrete reinforcing mesh for about 80 bucks. 80? 80 dollars. See, well, it's still that's, 80
0: dollars if you can get uh, it at the, the, you know, a new house build.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's right. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, it gives you so many opportunities, so many things you can do with it. Mm. You can use it as a trellis up against a fence, mm. you could use it as, a, as a, a climbing frame in a vegetable garden. Yep. I know. Um, it's, it, it's, it's just a brilliant thing to, to I, use. I and it lasts and lasts and lasts. I know, it's fantastic.
0: I think we've just about reached the end. Unless you can think of any other hints that I, I haven't mentioned.
1: No, I don't think Tips? so. But I, I still strongly say that if you see a garage sale and you, you 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 know you've got an opportunity, go and have a look what they're throwing away. Or giving away for nearly nothing because you can pick up some absolute bargains for the garden.
0: Absolutely. The possibilities are endless. Our favourite hobby doesn't have to be expensive. In fact, it can fit into any budget. So give some of these ideas a try and you'll see how easy it is to save yourself some hard-earned and precious cash. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.